Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. everybody welcome to the grit and grace recovery hour this is bill and tanisha we're coming to you again on another wednesday and you'll see us on thursday too but in case you didn't get over the hump on wednesday but today we have a real treat for you that's why we're bringing the radio show live on facebook because all y'all people out there radio land this thing was so great you need to see it not just hear it you need to see it, man. We done brought you some queens because this is International Women's Month. And I know that we're, we're living in International Women's Kingdom. However, and it's too late for us to get our rib back. So we might as well run it. With that being said, once again, we want to shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative and to our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams, for bringing the resources and bringing the the desire and bringing the momentum and bringing the power and creating this hour, giving us an opportunity to message out to the world, to tell everybody the truth, because everybody deserves to know that we do recover. We do recover. And, and man, this is what recovery looks like. This is what recovery feels like. This is what recovery sounds like. And man, what a privilege it is. So with that being said, we also want to shout out to His Hop Nation because His Hop giving us a platform that we can go out across the nation. I want to shout out to Hurricane Maine and the Hurricane Maine show because without his vision, we wouldn't be here on Cat 10 Entertainment, which is his station. So everybody, you can go on Grit and Grace RCO Facebook page. Not only will you get this broadcast, but you can go back a little ways and you'll see how to download the His Hop app. Uh, with that being said, Tanisha, you want to say hi to the people out there in Radio Lane. Hello, everyone. I'm very grateful to be here another week with you all and to come to you live on Facebook this time. Yes, and with that being said, so we would be remiss because I know y'all can see it. And y'all are saying, boy, we want to hear it. So with that being said, we want to introduce our esteemed panelist of Queens. Yes, 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 yes. With that being said, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and kind of tell people, because all of these ladies, not only are they beautiful, not only are they successful, not only are they all mothers, but they also all are professionals and they all also work in the field of recovery and facilitating recovery from so many different domains. So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and give people your credentials and tell them why you're here today. And we're going to start with you, Tammy. Okay. My name is Tammy Smith, and I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means to me today is that I am a better mother, a better sister, a better friend, a better peer. And um, I have my certified peer specialist, AD in addictive disease, and my CPS in mental health. 
And I'm also um, a certified peer specialist parent, which I really love. Yay. And I'm also, yay, and I'm also a CARES, a certified addiction recovery empowerment specialist. And I am back in school to get my degree in counseling. Yay, Overachievers Anonymous. Yay, yay. the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and so, Tammy, when you tell the people out there, Radio Land and Facebook Land as well, why are you here with us today? I'm here with you today to let people know there is recovery. There is recovery. Life can get better. It can. There are multiple pathways that you can use, but it can get better. I promise. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. And next, we're going to ask Shavonda. Shavonda, introduce yourself to the people out there in Radio Land. I know this show is only an hour, so when Shavonda gives you all of her credentials, the time may be over. (laughs) 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 Overachievers Anonymous. That's right. Shavonda, tell the people out there in Radio Land who you are and, and tell them about all of those letters behind your name and why you're here today. Good afternoon, esteemed panelists, Bill and Tanisha. I am Shavonda Dykes with Surviving Transitions and Faces of Transition. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia and Louisiana, and I also work with the Douglas County Coroner's Office on grief support, as well as a mourning piece, if you will. I'm here because I want everybody to understand that there's hope. We all go through different transitions in life, but hope gives us that promise that things won't always be doom and gloom. And that's where I come in as a therapist and a mental health advocate. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much. She gave y'all the abbreviated version. When y'all go on her website, Survivor Transition, and you see the mats and masters and da-da-da-da-da, yeah, you'll realize how humble she really is. Anyway, Katrina, give us yours. Hello, everybody. My name is Katrina Woodley. I am a person in long-term recovery. And what that means to me is that I'm a mother that struggles daily, but I don't let that define me. Uh, I show up daily. I'm a CPS, um, so I'm a recovery advocate as well. And I bring hope. I I let it be known. I live my recovery out loud through my self-disclosure, and I love it. You know, I love to bring hope. I love to inspire people and uh, just fulfill my purpose. Wow, man, that's big stuff, man. That's big stuff. Tanisha, you're following down the big trail behind some big shoes, you know. So, you know, and, and one of the privileges that I've had in my life, because my name is Bill and I'm a person in long-term recovery as well. And and I think the operative to that is long-term, <laughs> long-term, you know. As I sit here and look at the screen and I think about the privileges that I've had to work with each and every one of you and and to watch you as you have evolved and and continue to evolve. And and I remember, you know, 10 years ago when we met Tammy for me and you was probably a little longer. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I remember that Tammy and I were actually in treatment together and, uh, (laughs) We used to sit out there under the tree during the break, you know, and, and at a time when I didn't believe that I would make it, you know, and I think it's very important that we have these platforms because these platforms are based on truth. They're based on belief. and They're based on the reality 
that people can and do recover. And you can't always pick which people, you know, and because and God picks, right? And, and so what is interesting, and I remember when Tammy and I used to sit under the tree and, and as we were sitting under the tree, and a lot of people didn't think I was going to recover. <laughs> so trust <Sorry>. me. <laughs> trust me. And, and I remember one day Tammy came to class and she brought me a book and she gave me the book and it was a small book. And she said, this is something I've got for you. It's a gift. And I want you to keep it always. And I have it in my house up on my shelf. And it, it's a book. And she signed it. And she said, I believe in you. And the name of the book is As a Man Thinking. And, and, you know, after that, Tammy and I partnered on so many different levels. When I was designing programs, she came to the programs and, and we evolved. And I watched her get her CPS. I watched her get her CARES. I watched her get certified. <laughs> I watched when she became Queen Neo. And we used to go to the hospitals and we used to deliver the message in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember mm -hmm. the first time I told her, I said, Tammy, we're going to go to uh, new employee orientation at Georgia Regional Hospital. We're gonna we're gonna talk to the people. She said, "Oh, right." And, and but she went. And, and and I remember we went to Spring Fling up in um up in Georgia, and we spoke at this big conference. And I told her, "Tammy, we're gonna go speak at the conference." She said, "Oh, right." But she went, and, and you know, and today I see her with confidence, and I am so overjoyed, over just proud because. We do recover. And, 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 you know, it's a one day at a time. But guess what? One day is coming after the next and after the next and after the next. And as we sit here now with quite a few cups of coffee under our belt and having worked the steps more than once, I say to myself, wow, Timmy, we're still here, you know. And, and, and so I think it's really important. And I think about when uh, Shabanda... <laughs> Think about the first time she walked up to me. And, you know, oh man, wow. <laughs> I still haven't recovered from that, you know. And, and I think about her and I speaking at the addiction conferences. I think about all of us were involved with NAMI creating the recovery council. I think about Shavonda used to be a president of NAMI. I think when I was on the board of directors for NAMI Georgia, NAMI Savannah, Tammy evolved to be the vice president of NAMI Savannah. I'm talking about Overachievers Anonymous and, and Katrina. This is the real good part. I remember the day that she came in for the interview and she interviewed with us for a van driver position. And, and I remember, so I'm the part, you know, this is so weird about recovery because it puts you in places you never thought you would be. So here, me and my supervisor are sitting down to do the, the interview, and Katrina walks in, and she's talking about what she's done, and she's talking about, and I remember looking at her and saying, if we hire her, she is only going to stay a week because she's so overqualified. I knew that she was overqualified, and we hired her to be a van driver, and I watched her go from a van driver, and then she came in my office one day and said, you know what? Bill, I'm sorry to let you know, but this is just not enough. So um, not enough purpose and not enough money. So <laughs> she said, and I said, whoa, 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 wait, because she's the only person that the people can't beat up. So I said, wait, 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 wait. And let me figure out something. And, and I said, have you ever thought about being a beer specialist? And she said, and, and, and she went and she conquered that. And then the next thing I know, she was a program manager. 
And then the next thing I know, she was working with us on the thing. And, and you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm just humbled. I'm humbled to be in the room with you ladies. And I'm humbled to have you in my lives. You know, I talk to each and every one of you all the time, right? You guys are critical and crucial to my support system. So when we talk to people out there and we tell them, this is not a journey that you take alone. If you're taking it most effectively, you won't be alone. And so I want to ask you ladies a question. So what was it like? What brought you from the dark into the light? What was it like during those dark days before you knew about your purpose and about recovery? What was it that motivated you to change? What was it that motivated you to end up here on the screen? I'm going to start with you, Shavonda. What was it that motivated you to end up here? I don't know where to start and how to truthfully answer that question because so many things led to me being here. I have a daughter who experienced a break, I believe, in elementary school. So that mm -hmm. kind of got the ball rolling for me. And from then, I guess that was 16, 17 years ago. I've still been rolling, evolving and growing. Yes, I wanted yes. to know more. And then I also wanted to, to really tackle the stigma around mental health awareness. Yes, yes, yes. So I heard you say that you, your daughter, that was 16 or 17 years ago. And so I, I find it difficult to believe that you have a daughter that's older than you, right? Because you look like you're only about, yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and accept it. We're not going to ask you to see your ID. But anyway, um, I want to ask you, Katrina, what was it that motivated you to in and you ended up here? Well, what motivated me, you know, like you said, you hired me in as a van driver. And the, the best thing for me was um, just sitting in that driver's seat. And every day, somebody different would want to sit on the passenger seat and just tell me their story. And that was just like the, the greatest thing. That's when I fell in love. I'm like, you know, this is way more than just driving a van. You know, and so that I think that was the biggest motivation for me. Um, I think it was very purposeful because it put me in a position to prepare me for what was to come, you know, personally as a mom. And, you know, just when my daughter was 10, that's when she had her first break. So I was placed in that position for a reason. You know, that's a part of my story. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Now I have the tools and yes. I'm still learning daily. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for your transparency. Thank you so much for the power of your truth. And Tammy, tell us, what was it that motivated you to come from wherever that was into this universe of positive memories? Well, I came to a crossroad in my life that I was diagnosed with an illness too, on top of the addictions. And they told me I would never be able to go to school again. And I was probably going to end up being home for the rest of my life. And um, for some reason, I, I didn't sit well with that. And I thought, so I'm going to teach my children. My four children are going to watch me just disintegrate. Or am I going to reach deep down inside of my soul and fight? So I reached deep down into my soul. And I said, by God, I'm going to teach my children, even with illness, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to show them how, how we do it. And um, I got going and there was no stopping me. No yes. stopping me. 
Yes, 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 yes. That's so incredible. And so, Tanisha, I want to ask you a question. When you hear Tammy and Katrina and Savanda share those things right there, Tanisha, tell us kind of what you take away from that. I take a lot away from it. Number one, um, I guess the resiliency, you know, in seeing other people in recovery, whether it's a, from a family member and their, you know, their walk through recovery or whether they have dealt with it on their own and knowing that that's what I have um, to look forward to. Because for me, I know that I had to surrender, you know, I couldn't mm -hmm. fight. I didn't, I had been fighting, you know, and that wasn't the way for me. So I know that like, like, um, I think Tammy was the one who said, you know, it's multiple pathways to this thing. I couldn't fight. I had to surrender it to God and let him fight for me. But just seeing other queens that <laughs> walk this road, have <laughs> up under their belt, that I know that I can keep walking. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, thank you so much. So I want to ask you ladies another question. So all the people out there in Radio Land, I know they, they wonder, they heard you say kind of what your credentials are, but I know a lot of people, when we say certified peer specialists, so I want to make sure that we shout out to Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. I know that those applications for the certified peer specialist for mental health, I know that closed, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Is that correct, Tanisha? Sunday. Sunday. And I know that Tanisha applied, right? So Tanisha is following in your footsteps, man, yay. for real. So yay! And the yay. crowd goes wild. Yay, so, Tanisha. Yay! <laughs> so shout out to Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network which is uh, one of the lead national leaders for the facilitation and the creation of the peer workforce. All of us have that certification and, and that is something really big transitionally for people who have had significant history um, of challenge to become employed. That, that, was, that was a crux for my recovery because I had a record like a rattlesnake and it, it didn't look good, you know. But when I found out about that, and, and then shout out to Nora Haynes, because Nora and June DiPolito at uh, Pineland, CSB, shout out to Gateway Behavioral Health, because they moved a mountain out of the out of the middle of the road that I was trying to walk down. And they got me a chance. They gave me a chance. Got a waiver from the governor, and they gave me a chance. And everybody said I wouldn't take it. But guess what? I guess a lot of people lost money on that bet. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I'm still here and I ain't mad at you. Um, so <laughs> I want to ask you guys another question. So what do you do today? What, what In your role today, what do you do? And I'm going to start with you, Katrina. What do you do today? What professionally? So I'm actually um, working uh, with Gateway Community Service Board. Um, we just started our um, first episode psychosis clinic um, in which we named the Strive Clinic. And that is um, serving individuals who um, just experienced their first mental break. So it's a different dynamic for me because I'm serving um, adolescents now. We serve adolescents and adults from 16 to 30. So that is very new to me and Gateway, but it's so far as working out, you know, I show up and I just be myself and that's mm -hmm. the best way to do it, you know, mm -hmm. and people just, for whatever reason, I just bring people in naturally 
and I've been able to um, engage them into our program. So that's what I do now. Wow. And, and so let me ask you a question, Katrina, so the people out there can get some chronology, because I know they heard you say you was a van driver. And so after the van driver, what did you do next? I got my CPS certification. Okay. And then you did what? <laughs> after I got my CPS certification, I actually um, led the peer support program in Effingham County. Okay. Um, yeah. And then after you did that, you evolved to what? That's when I became a whole health and wellness action management coach. I'm a CPSMH and a CPSWH. And like, like I, within a year, okay. I was able to conquer all of those things. Okay. And then you started working for which, what What was the act team? Was that the assertive? Oh, right. so then you were, oh, you're on the assertive community treatment team. Yes. And now yes, you evolved yes. to, oh, okay. There you go. Overachievers Anonymous. All y'all out there, Radio Land, give her a hand because what she's talking about is going through multi multiple domains of recovery and serving maybe the most difficult, the absolute most difficult population. She's talking about having served the, the community-based recovery population. And now she's talking about the adolescent program. We're talking about diversity. We're talking about not being defined. We're talking about queens. We're talking about being magnificent. I want to thank you for sharing that. And Tammy, what do you do today? Well, today my, my main role is being a um, certified parent peer specialist. Okay. And what, yeah. And I work with mostly single moms and kids and they're at risk and, you know, having a real hard time. In, I go in there and share my lived experience because I had, you know, four children and, um, you know, had been through the system, you know, Medicaid and, and, and the whole the whole gambit. And um, my main goal is to create intrinsic motivation within those parents so that I can link them to resources and supports and they're open to it. And, you know, it's life changing. Some of the people have never had any type of support and have felt so alone and misunderstood. Yes. And my job is to get in there and be their cheerleader and say, if I can, you can, we can. You're not yes. alone. You're not so, alone anymore. So let me ask you a question. And I kind of, uh, you know, because you guys are overachievers anonymous. So I wanted to go back to what did you do before? Yeah. So I know that. I know, but the people out there in Radio Land don't know. So could you kind of start at the beginning and kind of talk about the different things that you've done? Okay. Well, I started off being in the uh, peer program. You know, I was in the peer program that you led. And yeah. that's where I, yes. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me my entire life because I learned to focus on what was right with me for the first time in my life. My focus was always on what was wrong with me. And I also learned to be solution-based, to not live in the problem, live in the solution. So anyway, a job offer came up, and I was terrified and scared to death, and I was scared to come off of my Medicaid because I have, I have a disease, you know, I have multiple sclerosis, I might as well go ahead and say what it is, and um, I knew I'd have to be giving up some of the, um, you know, things that I had to go to the hospital and do, but you know what? I, um, when I got in there and passed the CPS test, you know, CARES, I, um, 
got a lot of confidence. I couldn't believe it because he had told me I couldn't do any of it. So anyway, I decided to take that leap of faith with hope and support. I had Bill's support and everybody else in that program were supporting me. And I did it. And I started working for Opening Doors to Recovery. Yay. Opening Doors to Recovery. <laughs> and that's um, working with people who've had a psychotic break who end up in the, I guess it's our, uh, the hospital here, Georgia Regional. And picking them up and linking them to services, getting them on their medications and working with them for a year. And um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yes. I really did. And and so, Tammy, I want to thank you so much for sharing that. And Tammy was talking to you guys out there about Opening Doors to Recovery Project. And, And I happen to have been on the pilot project for Opening Doors to Recovery, which is a three-person case management team, intensive case management team that has a clinician, a family member, and a person in recovery that partner with a person and bring them all the way through the domains of recovery, safe, appropriate housing, adequate treatment, a meaningful day, and then also access and communication through technology because that's, that's just the way the world around us evolves. And to her point, today, here in Rockdale, we are getting ready to initiate the opening doors to recovery for corrections. So we were the pilot, Tammy and them were the actual uh, randomized trial where they compared opening doors to recovery to intensive case management or ICM. And now we're getting ready to roll it out again. So We're talking about the evolution of programming. We're talking about the evolution of recovery. And we're talking about the evolution of people's lives, people in recovery, becoming directors and becoming project developers (laughs) and and being part of a groundbreaking innovation. And with that being said, uh, let's talk to Shavonda. Shavonda, what do you do today? Today, I am a therapist in private practice. And I see children, adolescent, big people, and their family members. Yes, 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 yes. And, and you know, you are so modest because you do so much. I can't count the number of events that I've seen you on. I think one just came across my feed the other day. I can't count the number of community engagements that you do. can't count the number of times that you've been to the Georgia School of Addiction Studies Conference. I think we presented there a couple of years ago. I I just, your commitment, and and I I can't even speak to the enormity of your commitment to fostering recovery in all of us, because you're always there. You always support us. You always answer the phone. You always, you know, you put those student loans to work. You're making them pay off not just in your life, but you're making them pay dividends in our life. Because just because we know you, other people think we're super smart too, right? We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of the community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger.
So anyway, with that being said, I want to ask you guys another question. I know that we just, we, we are going through a pandemic. And, and, and that has been very impactful for the world. So I just want to kind of ask you, how did the pandemic impact you? How did, what were some of the things that you do to evolve through it? And we're going to start with you, Katrina. How, did, how were you impacted by the pandemic? I know you're a mother, so that means you became a mother, a teacher, a, a gardener, the, the, the house person, all those things. How did, tell, tell us how you managed those dynamics how you were impacted by that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I became all of those things, the mother, a teacher. Of course, the kids were taken out of school, so they had to begin learning virtually. That was huge because I have, well, two out of three children anyway. They do better with the face-to-face schooling as opposed to the virtual learning. So that became a challenge, um, especially with, you know, just seeing the grades decrease and having to stay on top of that, having to work in the community and still show up for, you know, everybody else. It, 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 it was, it's challenging, but by the grace of God, <laughs> by the grace of God, you know, I'm still here. I've lacked nothing during a pandemic just because of my supports. You know, I give it all to my supports. That's what kept me, you know, in a position to still produce, yes, you know, like yes. I said, by the grace of God, I'm still here. and. I'm still going. I'm yes. still making a difference. With that being said, uh, so Shabanda, kind of talk to us about g- going through the pandemic and just some of the, just how you took your your uh, program through that, your agency being the CEO, how you kind of took surviving transitions through that, how you went through that personally, and some of the things you used to help you make it through the night. So professionally. I went virtually 100%. Before I was at virtual, maybe 40% because I do have individuals that don't come into the office face-to-face. So during that time for me, everything was virtual. I wanted to be safe. I wanted to make sure my individuals in treatment were safe. And it looks like sitting here most days, having sessions, getting the phone calls from the schools, the parents, and other providers that work with the children. So professionally, it became more demanding because everyone had a need for therapy. Everyone had a need for parenting skills. Everyone had a need for anger management. And personally, I had been using Instacart for years. I don't know the last time I went into the grocery store, but I have been doing delivered grocery for a while. So that was not really a big challenge for me. I noticed that the demand was off the hook simply because a lot of things that I was accustomed to getting was always out, always out. So I had to make some adjustments there. And I think my greatest challenge for me has been missing church. We've been going to church virtually and I'm a hugger. I like to see people, the whole elbow thing and this, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's okay, but I know this is for safety. So for those reasons, I've had to really be methodical in my treatment with little children and big people, just making sure that I have the resources and interventions that will get them to actually meet their goals. Yes, yes, yes. 
And, and so, Tammy, share with us kind of, you know, some of the your what your journey was like through the pandemic and be where we are now and just kind of what was it that that really brought you through? Okay, I'd say it it was a difficult time for myself as well as the people that I work with. And so we had to, um, you know, I I did a lot of things with mindfulness and positive affirmations for myself as well as the people I work with. And, um, you know, a lot of meditation and just reassuring people that, you know, they're not alone and we will get through this together. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, taking people little extra treats and dropping them off on the porch. And things like that. So it was really, really awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, wow, just that, such a little things. Yes, absolutely. And Tanisha, you want to share with the people out there in Radio Land some of the adjustments and some of the adaptations and some of the things you did, both personally and professionally, of just kind of going through the pandemic. I think it's kind of along the lines of what Shavanda was saying is just transitioning with the world to go digital. And I kind of kicked myself <laughs> in the foot because it's like, how come we didn't do this beforehand? Our our reach is so much broader now that we're, we're digital. But I think what really allowed me to keep walking in that and keep and kept encouraging me to go in that is just the, the evidence of growth. You know, me keeping the mindset of, okay, so we got to get the message out there. How can we get the message out there uh, better? Or, you know, changing everything to video now. And, you know, just we're just continuing to grow. And I'm just seeing us be able to reach more people in recovery and spread the message wider. As far as personal, I will say um, some of the challenges, I guess I, I would say I've had is having my kids at home, of course, because they are <laughs> digital learners. And, you know, where everybody probably wanted at one time to be able to work from home. It's like, okay, to be able to work at home, work from home is one thing, but have the kids in the house and work from home, that's a little bit different. So um, I've made my car my office, I guess I would call it that, just to get away and set those boundaries. But um, I think overall, I think the pan- pandemic has actually strengthened us in a, in a lot of ways than, than, um, than not. So I think- and, and, I, and, you know, Tanisha, I know that we kind of talked about, we asked, Shavonda, we asked Tammy, we asked Katrina what they do professionally. And what we did was we deprived the people out there in Radio Land. So shout out to everybody out there in Radio Land, to all of our viewers, to all of our listeners. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the outpouring of support. We want to thank you. You guys have so many people have reached out to us about getting over the hump Wednesdays that now we also are broadcast on his hop on Thursdays. That would be Wednesdays at 12 noon to one o'clock. And on Thursdays from one o'clock to two o'clock, we had to get, we had to put an extra day on there because everybody wanted to hear content, information and revelation. So Tanisha, can you tell the people out there in Radio Land what you do professionally? Yes. Yeah, so now I am working with the Stepping Up Initiative, uh, Rockdale Stepping Up Initiative team. And I am the creative marketing consultant as well as peer workforce development coordinator. And so I have a chance to work with other people in recovery. And basically our whole thing is just, you know, spreading the word and spreading the uh, recovery message throughout to everyone. And how we do that is through these platforms. So that's why we're coming to you on Facebook now, you know, just, just doing it on Facebook Live. We also have several other platforms that we have expanded to 
at the beginning of this year. Now we just started a podcast, which is available on Google Podcasts, on um, Breaker, on Anchor. There are several others that I have to put out on Facebook, and I think they're already out on our Facebook page. We also started Twitter and Instagram, our YouTube channel, where we have videos that we're putting out with our Recovery Champions of the Month. And we have a monthly newsletter that we're sending out, a recovery report from Rockdale, just spreading the news and spreading the good news of all of the stuff that we're doing in recovery and just spreading other people's stories so that other people can hear them, even people who are not in recovery. So our partners can see that their investment is worth it. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, and and as Tanisha was saying for a lot, you know, right before the pandemic, I I launched my own business, Recovery on Fire, and and I was under the misconception that I was gonna be a motivational speaker. And and I remember saying, okay, and I took that leap of faith that Tammy was talking about. And when I leaped, there was no water in the pool because it was a pandemic. And and it's like, (laughs) He's going to be a motivational speaker, and it's a pandemic. <laughs> but that's what recovery is resilient. Recovery is strong. Recovery is fearless. And recovery is not done alone. And I remember sitting down with Shavonda, and she said, let's file with the Secretary of State. I'm like, what? She said, <laughs> she said we're building your website. And she pushed me out there into it. Whoa. Yes, sir. So, um, and the next thing you know, I became the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative since my face was already on the National Stepping Up Initiative website uh, from 10 years ago. Who knew? Well, God knew. He put my face in the place that I was going, and it was going to take me 10 years to get there. But when I interviewed for the job and they went to the national website, my face popped up. And they said, oh, that's him. Yes. So. I just love it when that happens, right? And and we've had an opportunity and we were running the analytics the other day. And as of March the 17th of last year, we've actually done 8,954 contacts via Zoom. And so don't play with it. Don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? So when you're talking about messaging and marketing and you're talking about all that stuff and, and my boss who was commissioner doreen williams she said that is an ambitious goal but ambitious is what we are so i want to ask you guys another question uh we kind of talked about where we were we kind of talked about that, like where we are we kind of talked about how we got where we are and we kind of talked about that evolution so i want to ask you guys another question i want to talk to you about your hopes and dreams. I want to kind of talk to you. I know these are incendiary times and there's a lot of vitriol and there's a lot of division and, and there's a lot of cultural vacuuming and there's a lot of stuff. But I interact with you guys all the time and I know that there's something inside of us. There's something that comes out of our mouth and it's about healing. It's about evolving. It's about loving. It's about connecting. It's about our purpose is that people are heard, respected, and connected. I want to ask you a question. What do you think needs to happen to make things better? Just from your heart, 
what what makes I know they told us when we came in the program change people places and things and I thought that meant we supposed to leave town but now I realize it means something else I realize that changing people, places, and things happens by the sheer force of our, our belief, by the constitution of our character, and by, by, the, by the next right thing, right? So tell me what change looks like for you. What, that, what does that look like? What, what does recovery for our communities and for the world around us and healing, what does that look like? And I'm going to start with you, Shavonda. What, what does it look like to you? Um, change and just where we are now, I think in terms of treatment, I just wish that we had caught on sooner because a lot of times we, we attempt to create barriers and separate individuals and place them in boxes mm -hmm. when that's not really what they need. They need to have the treatment in real time. So if someone can't find an ID or doesn't have a social security card, doesn't have proof of income, but their state, state contracted funds available. We will make that person wait 30 days before they can actually come back and get an appointment at the clinic. So I just wish during this time that we really wrap our head around mental health awareness and be consistent with it, not just during a pandemic, because mental health started way before the pandemic. Yeah. Addiction started way before the pandemic. So, you know, mental health challenges, along with mental wellness, was here before the pandemic. Yes. So that's my goal. I just, I want everybody, you know, I can't tell everybody, hey, you need to get involved. But what I can say is take the time, become educated, know what depression looks like, know what anxiety looks like. When you have children saying, hey, I really want to go outside. I haven't seen my friends since March of last year. Mm -hmm. Take them outside, let them burn off some energy. And some of the big people, the adults too, let them go outside because they have become stir crazy in the house as Tanisha indicated and more importantly this is still like evolving this is still so new where the parent now becomes the teacher the principal mm -hmm. the cook the uber driver the lift driver some parents have even become tutors for their children as well so all of this is going on and life keeps happening it keeps happening mm -hmm. it didn't stop but it increased an awareness for services that are needed, and working smarter. Yes, yes. I want to thank you so much, Shavonda, for saying that. Shavonda, mm -hmm. we admire you so very, 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 very much. And how many berries is that? That was four berries because she mandates five berries. Okay, there you go. So you see her hold her hand up. That means if I don't get five berries, there will be some repercussions. So, yes, and I say that, and you people out there in Radio Land, you can go on to the uh, Surviving Transitions website, and I believe that when you see a picture of Shavonda, I think she's sitting down. But I know she keep hearing her making reference to big people. So when, when she's making references to big people, anyway, but you have to measure her height yourself. Anyway, I don't want to get in no trouble. But anyway, anyway, so we're going to go to our next person. We're going to go to you, Katrina. Tell us about what your vision is. How do we heal? How, do our, how does the world around us heal? What does recovery look like for the world around us? Honestly, I believe that the pandemic brought on healing and change as we were going along. You know, there were we, we forgot about the little things in life. And I think um, the pandemic itself brought on change because we miss those simple things that we used to do. We miss going out and fellowshipping those little things, you know, and I think just 
for me, self-disclosure, self-disclosure is a big thing. Um, I see how it's very helpful to those around me who have not seen the light, you know? And so I think for me, just telling my story a lot more, just being uh, transparent to those around me, because you never know. You just never know who you can touch doing so. And I've, that's one thing that I've learned. And that's one thing that I'm going to continue to better within myself moving forward. Wow. Thank you so very, very much, man. This might be one of the greatest radio shows we've done, ain't it? Uh, anyway, Tammy, uh, what? T- tell us, Tammy, what, what does your vision, and I remember when Tammy, <laughs> I remember when me and Tammy was in treatment together. And, and I, I asked Tammy, I said, um, Tammy, what is this all about? Because I, I couldn't understand it. I, I was there and I was pretty overwhelmed, pretty baffled. Let me just say that we were in treatment, but it wasn't very recovery focused. And, and so I, I was just really struggling. And she told me, she said, Bill, this is about creating a universe positive memory. I didn't know what she meant then, but I know now. So Tammy, tell us, what is your what is your vision for recovery for the world around us? What do you think needs to happen now? I feel that people need to work together more. You know, we need to we if, if people don't have a voice, we need to be the voice. We need to gather together and let people know they are not alone. That people care. I don't want people to feel so misunderstood because that happens a lot out there. You know, I remember when I would go to the doctor and I had Medicaid and they treated me so bad, awful. I mean, that list, these are the kind of things we need to work on. And I remember asking the doctor, well, you know, how do you want to be remembered? All that's so important. And um, as long as we keep all coming together, getting involved in our communities, I feel like that is key. And then, you know, I look, you know, I have four children and they're watching mama and, and they want to get involved in these things. Yeah. So the next generations, you know, will have people that care too. And, and even the little kids that I work with, you know, I tell them, I said, you are beautiful and you have something special inside of you and you're going to make a difference one day. You know, you got to make people feel like they count. And um, that's what it's all about. L-O-V-E. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, Tanisha, let me ask you a question because Tanisha, you are the creative consultant. You're a visionary. You're all of those things. So what does the evolution of our species look like from your perspective? I think when it comes to that evolution and I think about, I think about communities and I think about culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I think about that, I know that when I came into the recovery community, I I noticed that what I perceived as um, cultures, I saw that those cultures all had something in common with me. And I had to be able to look past those cultures so that, you know, we could blend and we could start to see the the similarities that we had instead of the differences. And then I think, I think it's really going to start with having conversations and and they may be uncomfortable conversations, but they have to be had. I think until we start talking to other people who we, we think are of other cultures or other communities, that until we start having those conversations with them, then we won't really know, you know, what the conversations are behind closed doors. And I think that that's kind of where it starts for me. That's where the evolution has to happen is that we have to talk to people that we don't normally don't talk to. 
mm-hmm. you know, so that we can see where they're coming from and they can we can be heard. And um, <laughs> that's that's just kind of where I'm I'm at. With Thank them. you so much for sharing that. We would like to applaud Surviving Transitions LLC for their commitment and dedication to supporting our well-being and mental health and for providing quality, comprehensive mental health services to the community by facilitating positive change with individuals and their families. You can check out their counseling and therapeutic services by visiting www.survivingtransitions.com. And, and so once again, I would like to shout out to our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams, for making these platforms possible and putting recovery in the forefront of the change, for believing in us and believing in recovery and not just making, that's not lip service. I'm talking about creating systems that give people an opportunity to participate in the development of change. Um, you know, for me, and when we're talking about the evolution of our species, I know that whatever used to be a me problem, now it's a we solution. I know that, you know, it's too late for me to get my rib back. So come on, Queens, let's ride out. You follow me? Let's do, you know, um, like like uh, Katrina said, we live our recovery out loud. Yep. We, we stand tall and proud mm-hmm. and, and tell people we have recovered from seemingly hopeless states of, of affairs mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, occupationally, professionally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so the the solution has to be real because we can't have a fake solution to a real problem. And those were real abandoned houses that I was living in. That was real, that was real food that I was eating out the garbage can. That was mm-hmm. those were real flies flying around my head when I was so funky, I had my own flies. So today recovery has to be real. Recovery has to be true. We have to represent recovery, not just talk about it, but be about it. So with that being said, I wanna just, I wanna thank you ladies, but I want you to give them one more shot. I want you to tell the people out there in Radio Land, since you're on this national platform, if you got a message for the people out there, Whatever it is you want to say, because this is live. So go ahead, give it to them. They can't take it back. So let's start with you, Katrina. What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land, whether it's for mothers, whether it's for brothers, whether it's for sisters, whether it's for others? What message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? Well, the first message I have is uh, listen to the children. Listen to the children. They are our future. Be careful what you say around them. Speak life into them. Train them up in the way they should go. As for mothers, I would say self-care. Please engage in self-care. That's something that I'm learning. That's something that I'm holding myself accountable to. And I, I realize that's my way to keep pushing. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. Tammy, you and Bill got something to say. <laughs> I got something to say. Go ahead, Tammy. Give I think, it to him. I think one of the most important things is always be open to learn and grow and never give up. Yes, the, yes, the solution yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tammy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tammy. 
on that talk. <laughs> so, Shabanda, what message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? I think the biggest takeaway that I would like to say would be keep going. I mean, you have to keep going, not just for the next generation, but for you. And when you need help, don't be afraid to ask. There's always somewhere someone is waiting to assist you, even if it's a crisis line, even if it's a, mm -hmm. a mobile access number, like help is always available. So don't ever feel like you're always alone because Without the systems in place, we know that God is always with us. But mm -hmm. when we're thinking that we are down and out and life can't, quote unquote, be better, I would like to challenge those individuals to just really push past that and get the support they need. Because for me, I've been working with two families all day in trying to lay their loved ones to rest. So saying that to say it only takes a minute to literally tell somebody today's not a good day. I'm not well. I think I need help. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tanisha, what message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land and also tell them where they can get all this connection connected to? Uh, once again, before I say that, I want to say shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative, but has been adopted here in Rockdale County with the, the mission of that initiative is to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use challenges. That our fearless leader has a commitment to that process. We're getting ready to have a recovery center. We're going to have a diversion center. We're going to have peer support across all domains. We're going to have transportation. We're going to have information and we're going to have revelation. You can't get better than that. Anyway, <laughs> Tanisha, tell me, Tanisha, what, tell, what, what message do you have for the people out there in Radio Land? and Facebook land. My message out to Radio Land, out to anyone listening would just be simply that recovery is possible and that we are the evidence. Other than that, I would just say, if you wanna get connected with us, if you wanna be connected to a recovery community or just to the recovery messaging in itself, if you need to hear you know, a message of hope or need the resources, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And as far as all the social media goes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, uh, you can follow us on Grit and Grace RCO. And then as far as the podcast go, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can go on to Anchor, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. There are about six others. And you can follow us on Facebook and you'll be able to find a post there with more of that information. Wow, thank you so much. And you can also find us on rockdalesteppingup.com. Uh, we've got, <laughs> Tanisha is that creative market consultant. So we're out there, y'all. I'm just saying, we're out there on platforms. I can't even imagine. Dinosaurs don't know nothing about it. But guess what? That's why that together we are stronger. Anyway, I want to thank you ladies for taking time out your day to come and share this message of hope and resilience with the people out there in Facebook land. And you know, like I said, man, uh, for a little fellow like me, man, what a privilege it is to be in a room full of queens. I admire you ladies, I respect you. And guess what? I couldn't do this without you. So I wanna thank you for every good thing you've done, everything you're doing. I wanna thank you for all the stuff I know you're gonna do, even stuff you do by accident. 
I want to thank you for that too. Anyway, y'all, this is Bill and Tanisha, the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. I, boy, you got to love it, man, because we love you back. Anyway, we will talk to you next week. Yay! Yay! Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.